0: Welcome to Tech This Way.
1: Anyway, thanks a lot, man, for, yeah. for coming in.
2: Um,
1: I think the first time I met you was when you were in Apple Steel, uh, Many...
3: Five, oh, five, yeah.
1: Years ago, the trip to Cupertino.
3: Yeah, no, that's, where, there. that's where we started. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that was that, that was, was a. That's that was, not a secret, right? That was, that was <laughs> not. I hadn't done it on your I side, know, yeah, right. so not anymore. So, yeah, that was that was a trip, uh, you know, to see the insights. Yeah. The fact that you know, <clears throat> okay, first thing you do is actually like, like, keep your phones away, keep you know all recording devices out. Right,
3: and it doesn't just apply to visitors. That's to employees as well. Yeah, that's how strict they are. In fact, uh, one of my colleague on his very first day. Hmm. Uh, Do you want to bring that mic down a little bit, and then one? it's closer to you? Ah,
2: yeah, that's on
3: on his uh, hmm. very first day at work was at the Infinite Loop. And he Ooh, was so, already yeah, look, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, and he was so excited he got there. You know, the moment he stepped inside, he started, he took out his phone, you know, started taking photos here and there. Straight away the security came. Mm. Uh and literally threatened to get him fired on the wow. spot.
1: Because yeah. surely there was already the security briefing and all that, right? Not to do this kind no, of thing. No,
3: actually, not no, because for us we are based here. You know, Mm. we wouldn't have been brief about Mm. the norms over there in the the States, right? Um, So, we were not told, you know, apart from whatever you you would have heard from from the grapevine or even in reading outside, you know. A a lot of this type of news get captured outside. But, uh, yeah, literally on his day, he got scared of his life, you know, (laughs) was going to get fired on the spot. And and, uh, that's how serious they are. The security guard can fire you. (laughs)
1: Right? I mean, that's yeah. empowering, man.
3: So, so thankfully, his manager was around, hmm. you know, uh, his his manager was on the same trip with him and then had to step in and explain and plead and all that. Lah. Yeah. yeah this. And this is a real story huh, because I know the bugger. Huh? So, it's not like I heard from yeah. someone else who... You know, not some urban legend. Uh, it's not an urban legend, you know. This happened to a Malaysian <laughs> who that's shall, remain, Malaysian who like. shall <laughs> remain nameless for now. That's
1: Malaysian who...
3: Did you have managed... Did you get to go to the, to the loop? Yes. Yeah. Ah. So, I'm quite lucky you know i'm one of a handful of malaysian you know even regional employees who have uh, managed to to go there Mm. to the loop um and also i think even a smaller subset of people who have been inside the steve jobs theater okay
1: yeah that's the one in the basement or something right? yeah yeah
3: right Uh, so that's that's where we host all the launches now Mm. all the iphone launch uh so yeah, so I think even if you go there now as a visitor or even as a employee on a work trip, you probably can't get into the Steve Jobs Theatre. So I was fortunate enough to, oh. to have gotten in.
1: So that's really just for launches, then you get your yeah, invitees ev- only? La. Everything yeah, is it, right?
3: so top secret over there. La, you know?
1: So what's the highlights of the building that you saw yourself? The highlights of the building? Uh,
3: yeah, well, it's, it's, it's amazing, right? There's so much greenery. I think that's the first thing that that uh jumped out at me. Oh, so even though okay. it is a brand new development, right? So essentially we took over, I think it was an old HP campus, Right. We knocked down everything and rebuilt everything. But uh we you know in the spirit of sustainability and all that, we really kept all the trees, you know? Mm. So it's not like you know like here, if you go to a new w- development, was there. ah, right? Clean you slate. Just, exactly. <laughs> right. But there they kept all the greenery, they kept all the trees. Um so it's really green. Mm. Everything is uh is is really top quality, you know? As you would expect. Yeah. So right. even the I hate to say it lah. like you know, like like Jakun like that, you know? Even the toilets were amazing, you know. <laughs> so how amazing can an amazing toilet be? Uh, maybe offline I show you the pictures. <laughs> <later>. <laughs> but
1: you're not supposed to. <laughs> right? oh, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah.
3: that it was forwarded to you. Ah uh, yes, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. No, actually, interestingly, I think recently, uh, I'm talking about just a few weeks or maybe the max is one or two months ago, I recall seeing a video on YouTube that uh Vista actually published quite a in-depth video of his trip oh, there. So I don't know that's whether that's this true. was sanctioned as, you know. Oh, I'll Google Part that. of PR or whatever. Ah, ah. Check out YouTube. Mm. Or I was wondering, lah, when is it gonna be taken down?
1: Right. Yeah. Or somebody on the way out to, of Apple, lah. No, 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 no. This
3: guy is not an employee. He's a visitor. Oh, he's a visitor. He's a visitor. Hmm. Yeah. So that was amazing. Um, the windows, you know, so so it's like a spaceship, right? And, right. The and donut. The, uh. Uh, the, uh, and and it's a uh, 360 windows, right? Hmm. I don't know what black magic they they do there but the windows are amazingly clean. Okay. Okay. So from the inside you 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 know you look outside to the greenery you sometimes you even forget
1: you there's, know, a, window there's there.
3: a window there. There's a window there. So must be some high tech don't know who knows it's some a product apple will release later on cleaning
1: you know? thing right for yeah oh, okay. so i
3: remember even then we were talking about it um because when 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 i went there it mm. was before it was fully operationalized it mm. was before everybody has moved in ah okay right uh but it was already functional la, but you're right. moving people in in stages um but i remember some of us were saying that hey that you know I'm sure a lot of people will walk into it by mistake. There'll be a lot of injury. <laughs> no stickers, like here. Back then, no sticker. I think now they put sticker yeah. really. Because interestingly enough, after that trip a couple of weeks, then I, rem- I recall reading in the press. You know, you know, over there they take all these things quite seriously. Mm. La, you know? Uh so I think part of the inspection or whatever by the local council, yeah, they actually called it out as an issue because people were getting injured, mm. walking into it. Mm. Uh birds were flying into it. Oh wow. Yeah. Now that's, how no, clean, that's it was. clean, yeah, right. That is so transparent. Exactly. You can't even yeah. see. Yeah. Oh. By the way, you you realize whatever I'm telling you now are all public information. You yeah. can always so it's okay lah. <laughs> I always give to put that disclaimer.
1: Cool. Yeah. But anyway, so then after Apple, so in fact, let's go back further, lah. right. Yeah. In your interesting journey, and because I know you had quite a bit of an interesting stuff behind before before yeah. joining Apple. Yeah. Uh go as far back as you want, man.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um. In fact, yeah, I, I don't think I formally introduced myself. I think your audience is probably wondering who this... Who is this guy? Who is this guy, right? Uh, in fact, be, I I wanted to ask you as well, you know, mm. why invite me? You know? Because when I look at uh, all your... all the people you've invited so far, mm. they all... you know... Uh, somebody who's 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 done it quite a lot you know right. who's achieved quite quite significant or in a quite in a senior position somewhere mm. you know mm. and and right now officially i don't have you know i'm jobless right so i'm kind of feeling like a mm. minister without portfolio <laughs> or that you know coming here okay. to talk to you
1: <laughs> well it's there's two things to that right yeah. one is the apple story right as right. oh, as much that you can share yeah. right yeah. um but i think it's also there's two other things. During as as I got to know you, I also found out, you know, from yourself on how you had you know, you had your own startup before and you had yeah. cashed out on that, right? So I thought that would be an interesting journey to to find out, right? Yeah. Uh, or if you didn't, let's yeah, find out yeah, now, lah. Yeah. La. Yeah. <laughs> um and then after that, what you've been doing to keep yourself busy after Apple, right? Yeah. So Um, you know, you've gone into mentoring a lot of these companies Mm, and all that. That's right. Um, So, obviously, you must have built that network whether because of Apple or despite Apple. Mm. Um, So, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, what's all that about. Yeah. Right?
3: Okay. Okay. So, there you go. So, you can, you know. Right. Yeah. So, I think maybe maybe before I dive straight into that, like what I mentioned earlier on, I found that uh, your format currently is very open-ended. Right? And some can very long so if I just relate it to myself sometimes when I start uh, one of your podcasts I I don't know whether I'll commit to it because I don't know what's going to be sure what's going to be covered right yeah so maybe just as a a courtesy to the to the audience is you know just let me share with you what I some of the things that I want to talk about sure and and these are the things that so I have no notes so you know you can go anywhere with this yeah clean table same here no notes no nothing Um, yeah So, yeah, obviously, I'm going to talk a bit about uh, my experience Mm. so far. I think it has been uh, quite fortunate. I've gone through quite a unique experience uh, from from my working life, and Mm. I'll expand a bit more what I mean about that. Um, You know how in a lot of cultures or even in a lot of countries, they have this problem of people overworking and even working to death, right? Yeah, folding. so so I bring a very interesting story in the sense that uh, I'm the opposite, right? Okay, I will probably be dead if not for one of the companies I worked for, right? So that caught your interest, right? So mm. stay tuned, okay? So so I'm gonna talk a bit about about that, and then of course that that will cover my background. Then I'm gonna talk about uh, what's keeping me busy nowadays, mm. and uh, I think in in that I will talk a bit about uh, prop tech. So whoever has any interest any interest in, oh, okay. in proptech interesting yeah, from a user perspective mm. yeah um, I'm also quite interested in uh agri tech area and in IoT mm. right so for those who are you know who have any interest in that then you can listen on make sure you don't miss that part yeah, yeah. just on that I had uh, a
1: V54 in a ah. uh, couple of months ago okay so that's quite cool yeah Be- Right in the middle of COVID, right? Right, So, right. they were just about to open their farm and yeah, it's like and I shut think down. now they are raising through ECM
3: yeah, and all correct, that, right? Correct, yeah, yeah, interesting. I've not met them before, but uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay, anyway, so. Yeah, so anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I'm currently uh, on a break. So, mm. I, I last... I left my last job at Apple in the middle of April, so I was there for about seven plus years. April this year. Yeah, uh, April so this year, right? One. So that's that's a story to yeah. that. It's it's not retrenchment. It's not because of COVID or anything like that. Uh, it's it's a, it's actually a long story, Actually, we've actually, got time. Yeah, we've got time. Yeah. Uh, I. Sometime late last year, I decided I I wanted to take a break. Right. So mm. I've been there for seven plus years um uh, kind of achieve what I wanted to achieve. You know, some of the things that we we did locally are pretty awesome and you know cons- considered. Give me a sec. Yeah. That's your notification. Some of the things that uh, you know my team and I achieved are, uh, you know, pretty much recognized mm. even globally as being quite good stuff. Mm. Um so that's when I decided I wanted to take a break, right? Um, so, I attended my resignation in September last year, before COVID, and, you know, and of mm. course, back then, nobody knew the, the battle, right? Uh, September, but then we negotiated, my last day was supposed to have been in end of January. Mm, the right? standard three uh, months or plus. Yeah, so it's slightly more than that, mm. which which is fine, you know. Uh, also gives you the message that, um, oh, I don't need to justify, but basically, I, I was living on good terms, yeah. you know, and... and we, that's why we plan plan all these things out properly mm. like. A proper handover yeah proper that. handover mm. um but then came January and they asked they asked me to extend mm. so okay I extend to yeah. to middle of April so all mm. that was by design so so that's why the end date was mm. quite odd you know a lot of people thought it was covid related or whatever but no yeah, yeah. It's not. but
1: that's a bit brave though to normally you you'll have something lined up before yeah. you go out right yeah so you just decided. I'm going to just take a break.
3: Yeah, I think after a while, I, I think to, to be fair, thankfully, I'm I'm in a position where I can make that decision. Mm. Uh, I, I know a lot of people can't, mm. you know, Uh, so I'm thankful I have that ability. But it doesn't mean I'm fully loaded and I don't have to work for the rest of my life. You know? mm. uh, I don't have a shit. But you've got enough, like you've got a buffer. Uh, I've got a buffer. Mm. So, and um, I guess the other reason is I'm a guy who is very committed once I'm into something right Mm. so as long as i'm tied to to apple you know um i you know i i I wouldn't have the bandwidth to look outside for anything else Mm. you know i'll be just so focused on doing that job and doing a great job Mm. that i just wouldn't have time to look at anything else you know yeah so then i thought okay just just take a break Mm. and uh Actually, it, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise, lah. right? With COVID, with, uh, you know, a lot of kids uh, doing e-learning from home. Yeah. You know, at least, uh, you know, one of the parents, like myself, mm. can be at home full-time to take How care of How many kids you yeah? uh, have? I only have one. Okay. Yeah. Um, How old is he? She? she she's eight. Yeah. Mm. And uh, she's... That's a good age
1: to be spending time with. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh, she's only starting school next week. Going okay. back to school next oh, week. Oh, she's
1: been home. Yeah, she's been home. Standard 2 lah. Yeah. yeah. Two, yeah,
3: yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Year two, yeah, year two. Yeah, but then even once her school starts next week, they are they are practicing alternative, alternating weeks, you know, so one week in school, one ah, week learning, okay. and all okay. that. You know? Hopefully, they mm. quickly figure out how to mm. go back full time. Yeah. So, that was a blessing, as you were saying, yeah. So, right, so that was in a blessing April that you were home, yeah. So, that was good. Um, but anyway, yeah, so coming back to, to Apple, at at Apple, I was hired in about seven plus years ago to set mm. up their enterprise channel mm. so if you recall um i think apple on only really started to take notice of the enterprise space you know around that time you know, mm. about eight nine years ago and then they dabbled in a few areas and finally they've decided to to put in a proper team and that's when they started mm. to hire so so i was brought in to set up the enterprise channel hmm. for Malaysia, right? and that was about the time when they had the partnership with IBM and all that. Right? Uh, no, way before that. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, way before. So that. even before they did, yeah, happen. before that. Okay. So, hmm. so that, and uh, over the years, my portfolio grew, hmm. right? So from just handling the channel, then I started to. Uh, at one point, I was also also dealing with the carriers. The telcos, mm. right? So, sorry, internally, American company, now we call it carrier. Here we call it telco, right? So, trying to build up the telcos enterprise business with us, mm. you know. And uh, then over time, the portfolio expanded more and more. I started to do it into customer engagement as well, right? More into end customer engagement. Mm. So, actually, at that time when I was dealing with Maybank, that that wasn't my full time job yet, you know. It oh, was okay. more from a channel perspective. Right. I was still more channel focused. Mm. Uh but uh, I in, in the last two or three years was really going a lot deeper with uh enterprise customers and users. Mm. Um and after that they also piled on the education portfolio on, on me. Okay. So so yeah. La. So after a while it's like every everything la. the mm. the buck stops at me la, as right. far as their commercial business is concerned. Mm. So that's uh that's my seven plus years with Apple. Uh before that I was with Microsoft mm. for nine years, right? Oh really? Yeah.
1: Oh, so you were longer with Microsoft? Uh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. Then? Ah, yeah, okay. I was,
3: I was Microsoft for nine years. And uh, one thing you realize, you know, I talk about how dedicated I am. Mm. Typically, once I'm into a job, I stay quite long term as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So in Microsoft, um, I think a lot of people will, will recall or relate to me as the ISV guy or the developer guy, you know, because ah. that's essentially what my uh what I spend a lot of time in. Hmm. back in microsoft uh, working with isvs independent software vendors hmm. uh one time i was i was heading the developer relations team you know that's where we look at all the all types of developers you know startups isvs even end customers hmm. that means the professional developers uh so I spent nine years there what was the your relationship with avanat avanat was one of our partners okay yeah hmm. that's all um because then I was with
1: the with Accenture at that point, yeah. right? So, we were, of course, working with, with, with Avernat yeah. which yeah. is the... So,
3: wasn't Avanade... Uh, we invested in... Yeah, you know, right? It's, had, it's,
1: it was between Avernat uh, sorry, Accenture and Microsoft, right? Correct. So, like, I
3: think that's more at a global level. But mm-hmm. then, for all intents and purposes, locally, we just look at Avernat as one of our partners. Like. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we, we... We are not involved with them operationally or mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. like that, right? So, so that was that. Ah, okay. Uh, so in in Microsoft, kind of the same as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I I started off with a small portfolio and then started growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, I think the interesting thing is within um, I- even comparing between Microsoft and Apple, it's like kind of like polar opposites mm. in terms of uh, from a company, you know, the culture and how they manage the company and all that. So like so for example, mm. in uh, Microsoft, we we do encourage people to move around. You know, to get different experiences. Oh right. within uh within we, Microsoft. Within, right. Uh within within the company, mm. right? Uh, or even outside of the subsidiary and mm. all that, right? Mm. So within uh so even just within Microsoft itself, you know, I've pretty much gone through everything. You,
1: you did know. your tour, I la. did
3: my tour, la, mm. right? Uh you know, the I was hired into the SMB team to look at again partners, competitive partner recruitment. Mm interesting eh? competitive ah. partner recruitment mm. there was uh, <laughs> there was a specific group of partners that we wanted to go after right a segment not group, right, right, not identified course. yet segment yeah. of partners we wanted to go after uh then from there you know the the, pot, the portfolio grew uh and then after that from smb i also moved into enterprise mm. oh that's how they segmented it eh? name accounts and non-name accounts right so i mm. moved into the enterprise partner group as well did, did a stint there and then after that uh, move over to the what we call dpe uh, but externally i think the easiest way to relate to it is developer relations okay. Right, so this team works with all the uh, technical audiences developers and it pros mm. right? so and then over time all the startup companies isvs professional developers and then what we call it professionals as well all that was under this team mm. yeah so, yeah, so very different. So, in, in Microsoft, we ask you to move around every few years, literally as part of your career plan. Right. Uh, every three years, your boss will ask you, hey, what do you want to do next? What next? You know, huh? uh, time to get out. <laughs> and in Apple? In Apple, it's very different, right? So, in Apple, we tend to... uh, We believe in specialists, right? Mm. So, if you if we look at it, first of all is we hire specialists. Um and then we expect you to be very good at it and go deep into it. Right. 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 So it's very different mm. from, from from Microsoft. Right. Uh, uh yeah. So hi- talking about hiring specialists, one thing you 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 may know is that also in Apple we don't we we tend to hire quite experienced people. Mm. You know we don't hire freshies and no, all that. At least not in this part of the world anyway. Right. Maybe in the US I think they have internship programs, mm. but over here and. We hire already specialists and then we expect you to okay. just get better and better and better and mm. you
1: know. Mm. Yeah. Operationally between the two, was there a lot of uh short of a better word, meddling from 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 Seattle or from Yeah. What so know?
3: so that's where it's uh very different as well, mm. right? Um so, in Microsoft, I, I hope it's still the same now, but at least back then, a, a lot of the plans and all that were bottoms up.
0: Ah, cool. You know? Mm.
3: And that's where we really could put our knowledge to the Tesla. Mm. You know? uh, so, we literally... Of course, you have the high-level goals. They will come and tell you this are what you need to achieve for this yeah, year yeah. and all the metrics is there. But we have a lot of say locally how we want to achieve that goal. Mm. You know? And... Um, Again, talking about the polar opposites, yeah. right? Apple is is quite different. You know, mm. a lot of the things is is top down. Mm. You know, but I, I think that's fundamentally. Uh, it also goes back to how the you know the company started. You know, as uh, the 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 whole journey, how they evolved to where they are. Uh, Apple is is very much a product company, mm. right? I mean, we build great products to some extent. Uh, we build great products. Customers will line up to buy. Yeah. You know, and, literally and, do, yeah, yeah. And, and that's it, right? <clears throat> Whereas I think for a company like Microsoft is uh, great products, but at the same time also I guess more competition. You know, and and in the space where competition may not necessarily always be just about better features or better price or whatever. But you know, in the enterprise space, I always like to 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 explain it. There's also a salesmanship involved. Mm right
1: yeah yeah of course
3: and, and i'm sure you've met your fair share of very mm. good salesmen they they can sell anything yeah. right so in in the in the enterprise space like where microsoft is in uh that's where it's more slightly mm. more different they, mm. they needed more uh give more flexibility yeah. to the local team yeah. i guess
1: where with with apple especially with the devices right yeah here it is yeah Right. Exactly. How, how yeah. are you gonna How are you gonna spin that, right? Yeah. If you wanted to, anyway, right? Yeah. You just but to, to in be, the usage, I guess. Really. Correct. Yeah. Correct.
3: So I think that's where in the enterprise space, that's where some of the differentiation, uh, started to to get more profound. You know, mm. I would say, heads off to Apple. I think in the last three to five years, they've really put in a lot of. Uh, they, 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 I would say, there were some good decisions. Of course, there were some bad decisions as well. Mm. Uh, but there were some good decisions, like in terms of how they strengthened their enterprise capability in terms of uh, device management, mm. right? So security manageability and all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think they've done an amazing job there. Yeah, and um, yeah, that that kind of changed the conversation uh, we've been having, even locally. On you know, when I was there mm. in the in the earlier days, to I would say in the last two to three years. Yeah, we finally hmm. had a lot of answers to, yeah. to a lot of the questions that customers ask. Yeah, you know. Actually,
1: it'll be curious for a lot of people to realize that Apple has even an enterprise or business market, right?
3: Oh, that's the amazing thing, right? right? Yeah. Because yeah,
1: so maybe you want to go deep into that a little bit. Because as far as most people know, hmm. well, it's about phones and iPads and watches la. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's you know very consumer. Yeah. So I can understand if I have a, a company, then I'll use a lot of. Tablets, right? Mm. For for my front salespeople, for you. Yeah. But that's pretty much it, lah, right? So, yeah. but how how far do you guys so push it, the it, side?
3: it is uh from from how in terms of how Apple monetizes the enterprise business, mm. it is the same set of products, mm. right? So whatever you can walk into machines and buy on an Apple Store mm. in Singapore or Thailand, it's the same products, right? Mm. Whatever they have there is the same thing that mm. uh, my team sold to customers, right? But it is about then getting customers like banks or insurance company to roll out mobile solutions that's going to make their employees more productive and more efficient mm. and because you're going to roll out in on mass you want to choose a platform that mm. you have confidence in right so things that matters to a large enterprise company like security manageability mm. you know your return on investment mm. right and, and things like that so but you
1: but Apple themselves do not roll out those applications we don't per se. build the solution right so yeah. how how did you guys play that role to, yeah yeah
3: so that's it. where um it's it depends on the customer yes an application needs to be built mm. right so it depends those who have in-house capability will build their own <clears throat> but even then we have a value to play in terms of uh we we will run briefings to their developers you know sharing things like uh best practices right so even though the developer program is pretty mature, and lots of documentations are there. Uh, but I think people, being people, they don't always read from A to Z, you know, mm. from cover to cover, right? Mm. So a lot of things they just assume, and then they take shortcuts, right? Yeah. Then, then that's where sometimes we will go in, try to understand what they are trying to build, and then we will be able to give feedback. Hey, you know, here are some considerations you want to mm. focus on, right? Mm. Or here are some new technology that we've just released. Mm. You may want to tap on, mm. right? Uh, so that's one on one extreme end where the customer has their in-house capability uh, and then moving down that spectrum, some of them will outsource you know, and they have their own preferred vendor and then that's fine. Uh, then we will then get involved to brief them as well. What to do, what not to do and things like that. Uh, all the way to on the other extreme end, there are some customers who don't build and they believe in buying mm. and that's where we have opportunity to introduce local partners to them. Right, right. Yeah, well, either local or regional partners. Mm. partners but partners essentially. Yeah, yeah, partners, right, partners la, yeah. Mm. So, we we mm. don't build. I think a lot of customers have asked, why why don't Apple front this and build this for us? Yeah, that's just not what we mm. do. Yeah. Um, mm. So,
1: you were there. Was Steve Jobs still around when you were there? Uh, no. Was it, it was, no. So, cool, so we, we missed each other. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I joined I was, after he yeah. has departed. Because I was, I was just, I wanted to ask, you know, how did the culture change at all? Yeah, no, I, I can't answer that. You wouldn't
3: that. know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean, in, just taking from, from my own perspective, um, I was never an Apple user hmm. prior to joining Apple, hmm. you know? I think most people would have at least used an iPod
0: hmm.
3: or an iPad, right? But I've never owned one or used one before.
1: And being in Microsoft, yeah, be using
3: of, yeah, Exactly, right? So, I was Windows, the biggest ambassador the for Windows Microsoft. Mobile, what was the mobile OS yeah, for Microsoft? Windows Phone. Windows Phone. La. Yeah, I think I left when it was Windows Phone 7. Okay. Yeah, I still remember that, right? So, I was, I was one of the biggest ambassador, if you will, right? Of, yeah. of Microsoft products. But, yeah, interestingly, they, you know, Apple decided to hire me anyway. Mm. And, uh, but once you're in, it's, it's amazing. You know, now mm. I'm so in love with the product. It's right. gonna be very hard to to get back out. You know, the whole ecosystem is so strong. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, no need to to expose it anymore, But as far as I, you know, I'm 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 an Android guy myself, mm. right? But then I have to give it to to Apple in terms of you know build. Yeah. And in terms of just smooth,
3: creamy yeah. UX, you yeah. know,
1: it's like it's so nice. Yeah, the build
3: know? the build quality, I think a lot mm. of people underestimate, <clears throat> or they may not always consider that.
1: mm Hmm. <clears throat> no, but I think it's it's key especially for me the, the turning point was with yeah. really iPhone 4 uh, right when yeah. that that black beauty came out I was like wow you can hardly feel the seams that's right. you know, like, yeah, yeah. man this is like engineered so, so well so right.
3: things like that matter a lot to enterprise customers and I think mm. that's where we uh, as long as budget is not a uh, mm. you know as long as the customer is not totally cash strapped you know I think we can help them to justify mm. from an ROI perspective right? yeah. the the Hardware quality built, you know, yeah. Again, just from a personal experience, uh, I do tend to recycle, uh, I do tend to sell some of my older devices mm. as I upgrade. So, just a couple of weeks ago, I sold off, uh, this is my wife's iPad Pro 12.9 inch, I think the first generation, right? okay, five years old, and you could still sell. If it... So, it's a five year old device, uh. uh, well, it was launched five years ago, now. okay, maybe four year old device. Mm. I sold it for two point one k. Wow, you know. So yeah. the the residual value is extremely high. and yeah. There's a strong demand.
1: Yeah, I that. have not been able to sell any of my old devices because they don't last that long.
3: Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> First of all, the battery goes la. Yeah. I'm, Although I'm sure
1: Apple has that though, the battery issues yeah. too. But mine was like, you know, okay, it's dead. Yeah. And then you know the just build quality la, right? Yeah. And then the the whole thing kind of slows down and all that. Yeah. So I have to give it to Apple for that la. Yeah. Begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. so going back to Microsoft yeah. then and prior to that?
3: So prior to that I was with IBM hmm. for, for four you years. You just hit all the big names, right? Uh, all the big names, lah, like, yeah, nah. So that's why after a while the, the also, ultimate
1: corporate IT guy.
3: Uh, right? Hey, you know, bef- actually you and I have a have a bit of history, uh some some common themes as well, you know. Oh really? So Accenture was my first job actually. No. What when you it think? when when it was still called Anderson Consulting. Really? Yeah. How did you know that? But I was there only for a very short time. Okay. La. Yeah. So I, I, so. Was Bangunan
1: Pernas then, or where were you? It's consulting. Was it M uh, M? It was in MCOM. Ah, okay.
3: Ah, uh, it was in MCOM. Yeah. So that was my first job. I, I hired see. In, you know, fresh from university. Right. Super excited, right? That's the dream job everybody yeah. back then. Yeah.
1: You know. That was a, that was a snazzy office too, la, Yeah. At that point. Yeah. At that time.
3: Yeah, yeah. But I was there only for four months, lah. Oh, okay. Oh, tell me about that. <laughs> That's <was> interesting. <laughs> So, ah, went, no. so, that was the first job. Uh, that was that ah, was okay. my first job, right? You uh, know, I don't know Some people may say, hey, four months not counted but it was my first job lah. Right. right? Yeah, paycheck EPF everything record is there, right? Yeah. Employee number is there. So I was a, uh so I'm a mechanical engineer by training, okay. right? From from UK. So, I guess on CV, looked kind of technical, uh, you right. know. Are uh, you sure then... you
1: from university that uh, recognize, huh? recognizes your... Oh, yeah, graduation. yeah, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, you uh, can say anything. I, I, <laughs> I, I have just said, no. Actually, tec- so far,
3: technically, then... my university doesn't exist anymore.
1: Oh, what was that? No, you said London too. Right?
3: Interesting. No, so I came from uh, University of Manchester, You missed. UMIS, okay. Uh, right? what it means it doesn't exist anymore. It, technically, it doesn't exist anymore because I think, I, I can't remember the year, uh, UMIS and University of Manchester merged. I didn't know that. Ah. ah, so these two. because I actually,
1: uh, I it was one of my options. UMass, uh-huh, right? okay. Then I went there. It was raining every day. I was like, I don't want to be in Manchester.
3: Hey, which part of England doesn't rain every day? <laughs> <laughs> but Manchester was a little bit. Yeah, more, Okay, la. I Agree, anyway, so,
1: but, Oh, Okay, so I didn't know they, they merged. Yeah. Ah, yeah oh, yeah, so okay. you were at UMass. I was McKench. at I that was at, one at of UMass. The best schools, man. Yeah. For, for yeah, yeah. correct, correct.
3: For so for McKench, it was quite quite good, like, yeah, yeah. You know. So they merged. I think the idea was the two of them were supposed to merge to become the kind of like the third force in the UK behind Mm. Cambridge and Oxford, Mm. you know. So Mm. that was the idea why they merged. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think now technically it's just called University of Manchester.
1: Right. Yeah. Hmm, so you're gonna have a problem <laughs> <your> with <answer, laughs> that.
3: Never mind, never mind. I got my MBA cert to to prove uh, that that one still exists. Uh, uh, so okay. So then uh, you came back, joined Accenture. So I joined oh, Accenture. Anderson uh Anderson Consulting. That was the year they changed name. Right. Yeah. Um anyway, I so so mechanical engineer. Um I found myself being groomed or being positioned for very technical roles, hmm. you know. Did you join the tech group or Ah, that's the funny thing. I was ah. in the process group, right? I okay. mean Hella, I, process. The, odd, odd, the 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 odd list, few listeners may not understand, but then that's how they were segmented. Like right? so hmm. process wasn't meant to be that technical. Hmm. But somehow I was uh being sent for trainings, uh and then and my first project was in a very technical role. Right. You know? And I just I I knew that wasn't something I wanted to go into. Uh, okay. You know. So, I still remember they sent me for uh Siebel Technical Architecture Training. Right. You know, uh, Siebel was... For a so process just, guy. For a process guy, be, right? That's a bit odd. And of all things for Technical Architecture Training, for me, a freshie. I mean, yeah. I hope I don't get anybody in trouble. Like, you know, They probably made the wrong bet on me. Somebody made the <sighs> wrong recommendation. Uh, they sent me for two weeks of this training um, in Singapore. And I, I still remember for the first time in my life, I felt overwhelmed. Hmm. You know, so I came from a, you know, good academic background, good university, uh, first class honours and all that, on top of my world, you know. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then they sent me for this training, it's yeah. like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, yeah. And everyone else in that training was easily 10, 15 years experience, you know. So that, then after a while, they threw me into a, one of the projects in Singapore, hmm. Uh, again going into a very technical role civil project down there mm-hmm. uh, then then that's when i decided no la, this is not not what i want to do mm. you know, it was going too deep uh, too narrow a focus so mm. i decided okay i'm still early you know doesn't matter when well, right. just four months so i just tendered and left lah okay. before they sent me to chicago
1: ah you missed the trip
3: ah uh, no no i i had to leave before before the oh, trip I right so, otherwise they bought me for two years right yeah hmm.
1: Ah, yeah. so then what did you do? So, you came back here.
3: So, I came back. Uh, no, so so after I left, then I applied to IBM. Hmm. You know, uh, IBM, back then, they had this program called Team Blue. Okay. Uh, which is, it's like a management trainee program, hmm. right? So, once a year, they will open up and they'll bring in a batch of people, like a cohort, right? Supposedly, the cream of the crop. That mm. year, they bring you in and they put you through structured training.
1: Okay. You know, this is where?
3: Malaysia, Malaysia, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, um, how long was it now? It was three months. Uh, at least three months or six months of structured training. You know, okay. so literally. It's really long. Yeah. To not squeeze any money out of you guys. And hats right? and off to IBM for, you know. That's investment. Yeah. Willing to invest. Mm. Right? And. Um, yeah, so they they literally put us through series and series of classroom training and then after that on the job training. So, uh, so so part of that training you they assign you to work on projects with different different teams. So the idea is you get exposure to different parts of IBM. Right. And then at the end of it you need to decide and then try to apply into that role. Mm. You know, into those teams. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, Yeah, so I, I always credit IBM for giving me the my foundation. Mm. You know, some of the things that my thinking and philosophy in life was was all down to to the training in IBM. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So that that was IBM. Um I spent about 4 years there. Mm. In fact, one of the I, I would say one of my role change there was something that uh that really gave me the confidence uh of my capability, mm. you know, that then and after that that really gave me a big morale boost, you know. Mm. Again, being quite a freshy in an IBM, where uh, people of you know twenty, thirty years tenure is not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, being a freshie, Um one of the jobs uh, that I moved into, after a while, I realized, hey, that manager really took a big bet on me. You know, because uh, he he's he's a regional manager. He sits in Singapore. Uh, again, it's a developer relations team. Mm. And when I look back at the the rest of my peers in the other countries, again, were people of at least 15 mm, years' experience.
1: So, in fact, that's your... So, I was going to ask that, you know, you were saying how it was you were going down this technical route, mm. and now you're telling me you joined IBM, Yeah, right, but it wasn't a technical, technical role in IBM, it was a, yeah. it was a developer relationship as well. Correct, no, correct. Not as well, your first one, in fact. Yeah,
3: Right. my first one. So, yeah. even in IBM, it was very much, uh, I would say, it's, it's a channel role. Mm. You know, I, I did a few jobs in IBM, mm. it's always been very channel-centric. Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay but at least with the, you you must still have a head for technology la, right oh, because course, you're yeah. talking the language right Correct 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 okay. So
3: I think the passion is there hmm. but I think from a competency perspective uh, you know I would say it's more of ecosystem development hmm. channel development hmm. if you will yeah. Actually it's quite interesting if if I look back at my my experience, eh? uh, honestly, I think I've been quite blessed to have gotten such a unique variety of experience, right? See, most people will go in and, you know, they will stay deep into one area. Either you're a salesperson who covers, some are even worse, they go, they stay with the industry forever uh, mm. in tech, you know? So so I know people who are, who are salespeople, very good, but they only sell to banks. Right. Right and, and that's their niche, which is great, they make a lot of money and they mm. know all the banking customers inside out. Mm.
0: That's
3: what I mean, right? Or or some people who will take the other path which is channel and then forever they stay with channel. But in my case, if I would look back at my twenty years is, you know, I've done channel, uh, I've done so even within channel I've done a different variety, right? Mm, different done,
1: industries. Right.
3: I've done resellers, I've done mm. ISVs, you know, I've done startups, I've done SIs, you know, um, Global companies, local companies. And then on the other hand, I've also had the opportunity to go into customers as well mm. and customer engagement, right? So uh, that means having the opportunity to talk to end, end users themselves, right? Yep. In, in again, you know, banks, airlines, insurance, healthcare, and, and all that. Uh, I, and even SME, right? Mm. So from SME to large enterprise, which a lot of people don't, may not necessarily get experience. On top of that, I have the opportunity to also talk about. To experience, you know, channels and Mm. ecosystems and all that. And of course, being with Apple can't escape. Sometimes I also get to get dragged in and start to learn about the consumer business a bit here Mm. and there. Mm. So so in yeah, in 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 self-reflection, in looking back, I think that's one amazing thing of my journey. Mm. In having had this opportunity to had this such a wide variety Mm. of experience. And I think that is um that has worked out quite mm-hmm. well in terms of my some of the coaching and mentoring work mm. w- that I do now uh, right. for, for a lot of the startup companies, right? Because mm. I can talk a bit about everything, you know? Mm. Yeah, so you've seen yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I can give a lot of
1: and one know. of the one of the challenges, if you like, when you mm. do grow mm. up, especially in the corporate world, right? And then you were to switch whether between channels or different customer base, yeah, your <coughs> career tends to stall a little bit as yeah. you adjust, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. suddenly it's a new... In- First of all, to even do the switch is something that you will think twice about, right? Mm. Because you've, you've built your networks, Correct. you know? Yeah. Especially that, right? Yes. You've built your network and now suddenly to go find a new group of people you need to, to connect with. Yeah. Um, so I guess what you're saying is for yourself, somehow it's just going to float quite nicely, la, yeah. right? The the career continued uh, as uh, well. Right?
3: I, I think at the end of the day... There are, even though it might be like different industry and different audiences, but at the end of the day, the fundamentals are the same, right? There's there's always a bit of structure in terms of how you approach certain things Mm. Uh, in the sense that it's always about the people, Mm. right? Uh, It's it's always about figuring out what values to to the guy that you're talking to on the other end, Mm. right? Be it a customer or be it a a, a partner. Mm. and I think this is, again, credit to my background in engineering, where essentially it's everything. there's a solution to everything. It's just a matter of breaking it down into smaller chunks, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and also credit to my training in, in IBM. I don't know whether if they still do it, but one of the core foundation of IBM training is uh, this uh, Stephen Covey's 7 Habits. Mm. You know?
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh, they actually took that and turned it into a syllabus, if you like, and, yes, then, and then trained yeah. people. So, I it. think okay.
3: we went through two weeks of training. Oh, wow. You know? And all of us got mm. a book, you know, and, mm. and I embraced that, you know. So, mm. things like Think Win-Win. Yeah. yeah I don't know
1: if... It's like not... Like that. Yeah, it's not the, the... These days, it's all startup design sprints and, yeah. you know, one and zeros. Mm. But in our days, it was the Stephen Covey, la, yeah, right? That's, that yeah. was the Bible. La, correct. The management
3: correct. Bible. Yeah. yeah. So, I that, that to me is... Uh, always my foundation.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that led to so where you are now, mm. right? So you've built you've picked up all that pieces of knowledge, right? Yeah. Um, and then how did you suddenly now land into lots of mentorship and, and support for Yeah. Stuff?
3: So I, I think that is something I always enjoy doing. Mm. Uh so even back in um microsoft and all that I, I you know i always enjoy giving back in terms of uh either mentoring maybe some we, we don't officially call it mentoring then right but mm. i always give back in terms of my time people want to talk to me or whatever mm. giving them advice and all that you know? i think that's just part of uh, my nature and i think just people should just do more of that like we mm. are giving back to the community right um so yeah, back even even back in Microsoft, I was very involved in the startup ecosystem back then. I think you weren't, so you you may not. That's where we, mm. we didn't cross path before mm. then. But even back then, you know, uh, I was already doing a lot of uh, startup competition. You know, I was mentoring some startups and and things like that. Mm.
1: So this was in what fact, a good ten years ago. Yeah,
3: a mm. good ten years ago. Mm. Right. In fact, I think one of the things I really enjoy in uh in my job. In the past, has always been able to help some of these local companies grow. Hmm. You know, to be uh, either just by using our network, right? You know, our our company name, you hmm. know, being where we are, being able to bring them, to see customers. I guess yeah. So at that point, them. when you were in
1: Microsoft, I guess the foot in to them would be to support them with the weight of Microsoft behind you, lah. Yeah. Right. So hey, you know, let us. Correct. Uh, Whether yeah. it's there's development skills or customer
3: so, pipelines, right? So, um, I'll share this story. I I hope he doesn't mind me talking about him. Uh, but one of the things that that I still really respect Microsoft is the the development, the amount of investment they put in in actually developing from the ground up. You know, from students, you know, to mm. startups and things okay. like that, right? So you you know Buncheng? Zilnex? No. no. Zilnex? No. No. It's a point of sales company. Okay. Right? Uh young chap, I think he's only in his uh early thirties or whatever, you know. Uh it's, it's a point of sales company that's doing quite well. I mm. think from employee size from last I heard is probably about eighty, close to a hundred by now. Mm. Was acquired a few years ago. Uh and, and still growing, doing quite well, right? But if I were to, so this to me is is always one of my, uh, I can't put it on my CV la, But mm. you know, if I step aside, this 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 is something that I really appreciate the opportunity to. You have. can put it
1: in your LinkedIn profile lah.
3: Uh, maybe yeah, I don't know. <laughs> huh, anyway, uh, so so this this guy we re- literally Microsoft back then. We literally, I wouldn't. Helped him, or hand-handheld him, or groomed him mm. from university, right? Okay. So you know Microsoft has this thing called Imagine Cup, mm. right? Where it's a global competition uh, uh, for between universities for universities, universities yeah. right? So he he had a team that was the um, the champion for Malaysia, you know? okay. And then then and so the champion here will then be sent to compete at the worldwide level. Mm. And in between, we really invest a lot of time. You know, to polish them Supplement. up and, and, and support them and you know, and things like that. So this this one is a great story for for the you know the, the value or you know the the good stuff Microsoft has done. We literally you know from a student, uh, you know we we exposed him to to this com- global competition. That's mm-hmm. where he picked up skills and a, you know a global view of things. And then after he graduated, he wanted to start up. A company, mm. right? So he he and in fact it was his teammates from Imagine Cup that started the a company together, right? Okay. Uh and they built this point of sale software company right. called Zilnex, right?
1: Was that the product that they built for the competition itself? No. Okay.
3: Because, no, yeah. you know, la, student competition tend to be more, you know, uh, all those millennium development goals thing, UN right, right. things, you know. More goody goody stuff. Can make money not. Uh not not the commercial stuff. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, so okay, so his his yeah his teammates are the ones who yeah so the so company.
3: they start up uh, uh, this company you know where we obviously saw a lot of potential in as well mm. you know it's basically a, a modern cloud based version of point of sales right okay. and we are talking about this this is about ten yeah easily about ten years ago mm. right nowadays it's more common now right you yeah. see point iPad I point of sales everywhere but back then when things were all pretty much still Windows based mm. he of course he started off with windows base but he was the first one to move it to cloud base right everyone else was still very much client server or just totally uh, standalone mm. right so he started with that so credit to him he built a, gr- a great product uh and when we had some requirements from some of the enterprise customers of course he started off by selling to smes you know mm. your, your small one two-man shop and all that which is great um but then we we then got an, uh, a request from uh, Maidin, huh. yeah, who it, it wasn't to replace their point of sales in their Maidin stores, yep. but back then they were also involved in this project called Krim, right? Kadai Rakyat Satu Malaysia. Okay, if you recall that, yeah,
1: trying to yeah sounds familiar. Yeah.
3: And anyway, so that kind of gave them one big break where we. We actually introduced and we brought in and we pitched together with with Zilnex to to Maidin, you know, to to choose their solution mm. to roll out for for this network of of stores. And I think in, I can't remember now, but it was quite a significant number. Mm. Yeah, so so I always thought that was amazing how you know uh, we were able to help a small local company like that. Mm. You know? And then I think specifically for him. Uh, I hope I'm correct, but I believe I introduced him to his first VC as well.
2: Ah, okay. You know?
3: And then he got funded and, and and then and then the rest is history. La. After that mm. he was acquired, the VC managed to exit. Everybody's happy. Mm. Except me. I didn't get anything. Should so uh, put <laughs> money in there too? There you go. Yeah. That's interesting, right? So that's something I'm trying to, to do now. La. Do a bit of injured investment on the side. You know? Right. Um yeah, so so that's that's an amazing story la. I wanted to share. You know? mm. I hope it's accurate. If not, Yeah, you can always come out and... uh...
1: (laughs) So that's interesting, right? So, in fact, that competition itself, Mm. I know there was a bunch of... uh, extension, not as structured as that, Mm. Um, but Microsoft, I know IBM had... They all had, uh, you know, these, these university programs. Correct. But I think the primary reason for that was for recruitment, right? Because they wanted to early on identify... The top engineers, right? Mm. Do their projects and then suck them in. Yeah. But your example is almost like, well, it's okay, you you can kind of channel the Microsoft platform and products yeah. through those guys developing it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if there is a there is alignment of goal, right? Correct. Because if you're successful then, yeah. you know. So I think for Microsoft too, is
3: right? slightly different. It's not mm. so much for recruitment per se. Mm. Uh, and to be fair, is it's just because Microsoft's footprint was so much bigger, right? Yeah. Our you know, it's it's all about getting developers to build on top of the products. Yeah. So it's kind of like seeding the next generation of users and mm. the next generation of yes. developers rather yeah, than yeah. recruitment. Yeah, true.
1: Because yeah. I know a lot of other companies too, right? Yeah. The tech companies. um, it, it is pretty much a lot about recruitment. Yeah. Right? You do yeah. all these programs, right? just to identify the top ones and then Correct. try to hire, right? But I guess the the guys who have platforms like you guys, or even like uh, AWS, mm. right? It's yeah. all about hey, use the platform. Correct. Right. Yeah. It's and about
3: exposure, exposure you know, and yeah. when they're young, use the platform. And Alibaba right now, right? It's Alibaba well, Cloud is quite uh, aggressive yeah. right I'm now too. I'm sure they're all out. doing right. the same thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's the same playbook.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. So let's go into that. Yeah. The mentoring part a little bit ah, then. So okay.
1: now you back home. Okay like Covid lah, what to do, but you know, I know you were doing a lot of um, virtual stuff. So
3: yeah. so <coughs> So How was that? Um, so I'm officially attached to, uh, so I, I do a lot of coaching in, uh, with Proficio mm. under CGP, right. you know, Proficio slash cradle, right? With Dr. Civa and the gang. Yeah. Mm. So with, uh, CGP as well as SCP, It's mm. two different programs, right? So where, you know, uh, they, they literally assign a company to me for 12 months. Mm. Uh, so this is something I've been doing even when I was in Apple, mm. you know? Not many of my colleagues know about this, lah. Huh. Uh mm. but but then let me also quickly say this is all above board, la, you know? Right. And uh, you know, uh, Apple being such a secretive company and uh, everything, there's there's actually a lot of restrictions. Mm. You know? And that's one of the reasons why I kind of felt I had to leave, so a mm. Just too many restrictions on what I can do, right? So even things like doing coaching on the side, um, I wasn't able to do. Mm. You know, so. So, again, from my time in Microsoft, I was already doing this. When I joined Apple, you know, naturally, some of them also re- reach out to me and say, hey, can I continue doing this? Mm. Uh, and then when I brought it up, my manager said, no, you cannot. Right. It's very clear. From a policy perspective, mm. you cannot do this. So, okay, look, I I turn them Pause away. Right? Mm. Pause, right? But then about four or five years later, after I kind of established myself internally, then I thought, okay, la, maybe now a mm. bit more credibility in, yeah. within Apple. Then I asked again, uh, my my manager was very supportive. Right, right. She straight away said, "Yeah, go for it. You know, I'll, I'll I'll support you." And that's when it it really struck me, the the amount of restriction. It literally took me close to two years to get an approval, right? Because you had to go through HR, you had to go through legal. They wanted to look at all the right. contracts and things like. Do you have to go
1: to global? Or uh, that one I don't know la,
3: Because once it goes up, it's a big black hole to me already, right?
1: But as far uh, as you know, it's like two years later like la. uh,
3: you, and, I mean, it's not as if I don't follow up. I keep nudging and asking, you know. Hmm. Uh, it's always uh, still, the decision is still with someone so high up there, you know. And then, in the end, finally, they said, no, actually, in the end, the answer was also very vague. Right. You know, but it wasn't a no. And uh, that's good enough, uh, lah. Right? That's good enough, lah. my yeah, manager yeah, yeah. said, that's as good as a yes, really. Just go and do it. You know? Yeah. So, that's when I, you know, formally came I out see. and... and, and yeah, Continuity. so I've been doing this with with uh, Proficio and Cradle for about two years. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So not it's you. been it's been mm. some time Yeah. Just so the
1: difference, I guess, now is you are able to dedicate a lot more time on it. Yeah, yeah. So now mm.
3: I can take up uh, a bit more companies compared mm. to compared to before because previously, uh, it was very clear that like, I had to do it on my own time. Mm. You know, so there were some sessions that had to be face to face. Then I had to take leave and uh, mm. you know apply for annual leave and and go and do it. Yeah. Mm. So now I have uh, a bit more time uh, to take on yeah. a bit more.
1: I mean, I appreciate that all these companies would have their own challenges and, and yeah. difficulties, right? But are you able to share some general observations in terms of the kind of help that the companies that you've been helping out with need? Mm. I know, some general lessons that, you know, startups and scale-ups would want well,
3: to It's actually quite a wide variety. Mm. Uh, Let us see. Uh, I think... And I, I think this this uh, l- let me just divert a bit. I think this is uh you brought up a great question uh, that that probably is top of mind to a lot of coaches is that uh, you you can pretty much anticipate any type of questions or any types of uh scenarios they're gonna throw at you and and you know sometimes ask for your input you know and then you right at the beginning right at the onset you'll be wondering hey how it's impossible for me to be able to have value add to every type of company mm. you know mm. at various stages and all that right mm. um, but let's talk about what I can bring to the table you know based on my my experience and all that right which is what something I always tell them right right at the beginning mm. is uh, leveraging on my experience in, in working with large tech companies and all that. Uh, multinationals. I think it's always about how I can help them with their go-to-market strategy. You know, I think a lot of times they may not have thought, thought things through properly. Mm. Right? They kind of know, okay, this is one potential set of users. Um, but then when you try to dig deeper into can they afford to pay, you know, by serving this segment can you actually make money and things like mm. that. Sometimes they don't think think that through properly. Mm. Um, I always push them on a channel strategy because I'm a firm believer in that, right? right? Uh, Of course, that works for some companies, not all, Mm. right? Uh, Go
1: go deep into that a little bit when you say channel strategy. What do you mean by that?
3: Well, if you, uh, you know, a a channel strategy meaning resellers to help you sell, right? Mm. So it's basically about lowering your cost of sales instead of hiring your own people to go and sell. Leverage on a network of partners who can then help you sell, Mm. you know, so that the cost is not your. It's not on your books. Hmm. You just pay them a margin when they sell. So you pay for performance, hmm. right? So I think a lot of companies don't, maybe at the beginning, uh, they, they don't really necessarily understand the power of working with a channel. Right. Yeah.
1: Because I think a lot of people, when they do have a product, okay lah, so now how do I get this to the hands of my customers, right? Mm. And invariably, the conversation okay. becomes, okay, lah, how do I get close to that customer, right? Yeah. I need to then expand my sales team. Correct. That's all my website. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's it, lah. Yeah. But I guess having actually access to resellers, if you like, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I don't think people really understand the model mm. to even go into it. <coughs> I think mm. that's the challenge. Right?
3: And I I would say until you, if you if you don't plan to build a channel strategy, uh, let me see. Uh, how do I say this? Essentially it will also influence the way you build your product. Hmm. Right? Because if you want to if you want to leverage on a channel, then your product has to be a lot more solid, a lot more productized rather than than uh, you know, being reliant on uh, massive a customization. Yeah. 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 Because you want yeah. to be able to allow your well, build up your, your reseller's competency to sell that product. Hmm. You know, if uh, it's too
1: complex for them.
3: Exactly. Then forget
1: that. La, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right? Which I think for the insurance industry is is fascinating, right? Uh, so that's obviously we use the agency network a lot. Correct. Right? Correct. Especially for the more complex products. Yeah. because right? yeah. they are. Yeah. Right? And and you can imagine if this was a hundred years ago when you set up an insurance company, right? Mm. You say, hey, okay, I want to go sell, you know, a live product, right? And you don't have the concept of agents. Yeah. Then that's a lot of people on your payroll, man, to, yeah. to go and, <laughs> and do that, right?
3: Yeah, that's it. And then I think um, the the other thing that I spend a lot of time uh, advising a lot of these companies is to focus, mm. you know. I think a lot of people tend to get distracted mm. by, you know, let's say if I'm building a software, but an opportunity comes up, hey, this customer asked me to build something else for him, you know. It's, yeah. it's very hard to say no to money, mm. <laughs> mm. right? But I think that is actually one of the biggest uh shortfall of a Malaysian. Uh, uh, a lot of Malaysian software companies you mm. know you realize we don't really have a very strong household name in software enterprise software for example right? I can only think of Silver lakeland that's uh, about it la. yeah correct that's that's the only one right mm. and that's because uh a lot of them tend to get distracted uh you know with, with all these projects that come along mm-hmm. the way and then they kind of lose focus in building uh, a product yeah mm. i don't know yeah I, I distraction yes but you can
1: sympathize the the business where yes, you la. need to go the pay the bills lah right yeah. the, you need to balance but as you say lah but the the more i uh, you pursue that yeah. then your core you go further and further from your, your core like yeah yeah, but yeah, but you need. To pay no, the no, bills. I totally, totally agree. Yeah, with that. that's yeah. the that's the the dynamic, not like the challenge, right. right? Yeah.
3: So one one thing is, um, the good thing is I see the trend changing, especially now with uh, software as a service model, hmm. where as as the market matures, market as in the end users, uh, hmm. right? So I think Malaysia is still not slowly maturing, lah. Uh, hmm. But I think if we if we if we draw. Um, if if we look towards some other more mature markets, then you'll see that more and more customers will put in the effort to find to source for solutions on their own, do their own research online, hmm. and and then that kind of opens up. Uh, that actually gives the opportunity to companies to build and focus on uh, a good cloud-based product, and. Of course, they need to invest in, of of course, a good product and a bit of digital marketing, SEO, and all that. Mm. But the self-discovery will actually help them to get more customers, Mm. you know, without uh, uh, having such a high cost of acquisition, customer acquisition. So that's a good thing that I think that the trend is changing. And Mm. this gives um, this new breed of software companies in Malaysia uh. A bit more leeway to just focus and double down on building a great product company. Mm. Mm. I think that's the good thing that's happening uh, in the software as a service space. Mm.
1: I was just talking to uh, a company a couple of weeks ago, right? Where I'm I'm heading towards the COVID right now, right? Uh, Where this has actually forced a bunch of companies to actually take a pause. Mm. Um, and actually, giving them breathing space, right, for yeah. the ones that hey, they could, you know, they had some breathing space to hey relook at the products, right, and then um, hit the market again in a slightly different way, right, where yeah. they could have been distracted, if you say, lah? Like, Correct. Before, right? Correct. Yeah. Do you see the companies that you are mentoring now, the mm. the impact of of the current situation? Current oh, COVID oh, yeah, and, yeah definitely,
3: hmm. definitely. Um, I think. Most of the companies have been have been affected, right? Mm. So even mm. even from the perspective, even if they are some of that as simple as you know, in the MCO, their customers to, just totally th- their their customers' business could still be good, doing well, but just because of the change in how they work, you know, now it's all work from home, can't do face to face meeting and all that. Mm. All engagements pretty much stop, mm. you know, yeah. at least for the first one or two months, right? Yeah. And that may not mean it's a lost business, but I mean, everything has been stalled for two or three months, right? To mm. to, to get the momentum back, yeah. and the cash flow, everything is affected, right? Mm. Uh, some have been... Uh, definitely, in, I, I think everybody is impacted in one way or another. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a challenge, eh? Yeah. So, I, I think those who are in retail would be more particularly mm. hit even more.
1: Retail, yeah. And travel. Uh, or
3: right? travel, retail, Hospitality,
1: yeah. Um, that sucks, man.
3: I mm. I was pre COVID I uh, I was uh about to make an angel investment. In mm. fact term sheet everything went out. Right. To a travel company. <laughs> well, okay. N- not not travel company like in, in the space related to travel. Right. Uh right. but when it when it hit, we, we still kept in touch, you know, uh and uh, we we assess mm. month on month and how how's that's going and all that. But in the end I, I think we both agree that it, it was it no no longer no longer makes sense. Uh, mm. you know? mm. Yeah. Put so, that in the yeah. So travel Good has so been it. very badly hit. Right? Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah, it has. And I mean it and you don't know what the new new benchmark is, mm. right? Because it will not go back to where it was before in terms of in you know, overall sales Correct. and revenues, right? Because yeah. everything's suppressed, right?
3: Yeah. So this this company that, that I'm talking about uh, is also one of the companies that I mentored uh, as part of Cradle, mm. part of CGP, right? Uh, I have no doubt they will survive and they will try, but they have to pivot. Yeah. Uh, it's just that whatever the investment decision, that valuation based on the, the previous model just didn't work anymore. Mm. And that's when we, we decided to say, hey, it mm. doesn't make sense anymore mm. based on the previous <clears throat> model. But I have the, the, I have the highest... Uh, Expectations. I have the highest regards for them. I think they will pivot and do very well. Mm. Uh, just because they have such a strong team over there. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I think that's a good point, right? Um, a lot of the successes comes back to the team, correct? correct. To yeah. the people, right? Yeah. The business is the business, yeah. right? But you are fast enough or nimble enough to say, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's shift a little bit." Yeah. Um, because the mindset of the, the entrepreneur is still there. Correct. Right. Correct. The entrepreneurs yeah. don't die. The businesses die. Yeah. Right? yeah.
3: Yeah. Exactly. So I think a great example of that is. Uh, somebody I have a bit more insight into as well, which is Storehub. Mm. You, you, you yeah, I've Store heard of that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So know. Storehub is a point of sales, you know, for, as you can imagine, their customers are all the SMEs, the bulk mm. of their customers are SMEs in retail, FMB, and all that. I, I would say, yeah, the first couple of months would have been extremely tough on them, right? Yeah. But I think credit to to the founder, Wai Hong, is that um, they they reacted very quickly, mm. you know. And also credit to them is that some of the product roadmap that they had was mm. luckily they could quickly accelerate that mm. uh, to and, you know, just totally bring everything forward, mm. prioritise on that.
1: Did they do and, the, the and groceries thing in the end? Was it store hub? N-
3: no, no, not the no. groceries okay. thing. Right. No, but said. basically, they pivoted very quickly. Uh, sorry, not to say pivot. It's still their core business is still providing... Point of sales and all that, hmm. uh, but they quickly brought forward their product development to to launch a new feature or a new service called Bip, Okay. which is it. Then it now allows uh, their customers to to do ordering and delivery. Ah, right. Okay. You know, it was in the news. There was a big hoo ha about how much Grab and Food Panda charges. Right. Yes. They, they charge thirty percent. Thirty percent. Right. And when you think about it, that thirty percent. Then how much margin is left? Yeah, you know, to the food deliver, you know, to to the, the to the FMB guy, right? That's right. So, BIP or BIPIT is is on the other. Uh, they they I think they only take about two percent mm. of the margin, right? But yeah. it's a slightly different model. I think to be fair, uh, mm. I, I think for Grab and all that, a lot of the value they bring is also is in the discovery, mm. right? Um, as in, they can bring customers to you because they, they provide the discovery, they allow customers to discover your you, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas mm. I think for Bipit, it's more about you have a strong customer base, you mm. have your own customer database, right? you know who they are. Now you can allow them to do ordering uh, and delivery. Yeah. So you can either pick up or deliver to them at a much lower cost. Mm. You know? Or
1: at least a, a bulk of that cost mm. goes to the riders, lah. Right, as opposed yeah. to to, yeah. to the platform, right? Yeah, to, to be, yeah. yeah.
3: No, no, no. So, so actually, for for Grab, I think the the riders already get paid, right? Mm. You pay at five ringgit or seven ringgit. Uh, well, mm. I'm sure they take a cut of that less. as well. It was I
1: think it was almost like five per uh, trip or something. Like yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, even,
3: on yeah. top of that, whatever is on your bill, they take another thirty percent. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah. Again, I think it's slightly different objectives, yeah. but so I think this this is credit to to y Hong and uh, StoreHub is how they quickly saw that opportunity mm. to accelerate this forward. Mm. Uh, this, as well as another feature, which is uh, something that they they've been working on in the pipeline as well, which is a tabletop ordering QR code ordering okay. and all that. Oh,
1: we'd love to get those guys on, man. Yeah,
3: uh, have a chat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Very interesting. Yeah.
3: Okay. So, that one is... Hmm.
1: Yeah, so it is It is the, this, those kind of entrepreneurs, la, right? Who are yeah. able to to see the tidal wave coming. Yeah. And then, you know, instead of doing sun lounges, you better go change to boats, la, you know?
3: Correct, correct.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Then, just wanted to talk about yourself then. Okay, so yeah. now you've been doing this pretty much full-time, mm. right? Double a little bit of angel investing in a bit. So... Yeah. It's been what four months now? I oh, know, April did you say you finished? April, April? April May, yeah, June, July. Three yeah, it's now. been three months.
3: Yeah.
1: Any views of the what's happening in the next six months for yourself? For this myself, year? um.
3: Mm. So, okay, so I I think just now we we you spoke about how brave of me to just cut and you know. Huh. You know, just throw letter and walk out without anything in hand, right? Okay, like it, it wasn't as totally as as uh, as blatant as that, la, huh? So so there was some plans in hand previously. Mm. There were some uh, uh, engagements where I would have gotten some income. Okay, uh, but obviously those who have all been affected by mm. uh, by COVID as That's well, it, yeah. right? So so right now, w- I I'm still open. Uh, I'm still undecided on. The good thing is there's no urgency. I'm not desperately applying for jobs or whatever. Mm. Uh, a couple of companies have reached out, mm. uh, so I think just courtesy, of, I'm talking to them. I'm not going to say no, but I I think the good thing is I have a luxury to to choose Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that's the good thing. Again, if you look at my job experience so far, twenty years, I've always worked for quite typical as a big. American tech company. Hmm. Right. Uh You can't get more typical than IBM, Apple and Microsoft. <laughs> <better>. <laughs> exactly, right? So who's next, right? I think uh. everybody is probably no, no
1: now. You need to go to the, the tech like the, the Google's uh, No, you know? I,
3: I bet you if there's if there's a betting pool, all the money will be on either Amazon or Google, right? Yeah. Uh. But I, I don't know. I, I I've always wondered what it would be like to work for a local company. Hmm. You know? Hmm. I, I've not had that. Local experience. tech. Local tech or uh yeah, actually, yeah. La. The 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 good thing is now tech is any any, com- any, any company anything y- you, you put the word have tech, tech yeah, like, you have prop okay, tech, you have agri tech, everything you just slap a tech on it, it becomes tech ready. Yeah, right? yeah, so that's yeah, a good yeah, thing, true. right? That's true. Uh so I think that's something hmm. that would be interesting, hmm. you know, if uh local because come on, the the apples hmm. and the Amazon, they don't really need me to to help them grow, right? Mm. They will grow by themselves. Mm. But if I can take my experience and, and bring a bigger impact to a local company, I think that would be mm. a amazing. Would you next go chapter. into
1: Since you're mentoring a lot of companies, yeah. right? Would you do a startup yourself?
3: I won't. Um, I won't do a bootstrap startup. Mm. Okay. Uh, where you know if you're gonna be starting from scratch and you're gonna have to put in that twelve, eighteen hours and all that, uh, that's mm. that's that's something quite clear, la, you know? That's a young man's life, not that's, with a with ah, a Even though, quite interestingly, I think some research have come out that the yeah. the more uh successful founders tend to mm. be in the forties. Yeah. yeah. That
1: was the that was the fintech phenomena, right? Yeah. That was born out of the crash. Yeah. All these bankers got fired. Yeah. you okay, yeah. Shit. What to do? Correct. Start
2: right
3: so okay. so that's why i wanted to qualify that right yeah. so if it's uh if it's a startup that we can that has a bit more structure or a bit more that i don't have to develop from scratch right mm. that i don't have to go and fi- find somebody to build the mm. the mvp you know right. and build so the there is a base now, right ah, so there is a base that right or that there's clearly a very about, strong tech technology founder and mm. we have got good funding and all that then then maybe you yeah. know but then right. again if that's the case then i sh- probably wouldn't be the uh, I can be part of the core team but mm. not necessarily the CEO. Nah. But uh, again it's just about priorities. Mm. Like I, yeah. I, I don't think I want to put in that amount of right. time. I'd rather spend the time with my family. A scale
1: up rather than a startup yeah. essentially right. Yeah. Mm. So
3: yeah. so that's, that's one. Hmm. Huh.
1: Yeah that's quite I was gonna say yeah it's 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 a different you uh, know, in terms of looking for a local company then to to grow, right? Because mm. it's almost it's ironic how everybody else, the the, the career types anyway, uh, will go the other way, right? Right. Oh, local company, local company, time to go to a uh, multinational, uh, right? Correct, time correct. to go to the big so one. Now I'm right?
3: on the other side. So,
1: hmm. <clears throat> I guess, I think from an impact standpoint, you have a lot more impact than yeah. going to the big pond, right? Correct, correct.
3: So uh, that's, that's something that, that has crossed my mind la, recently. Hmm. So I will but, say, it's, la, but it's
1: nice to be in a position where, hey, you've got
3: time. Uh, you're not you know? pressured to look,
1: right? Sometimes you lose that good judgment yeah. when you're under
3: pressure, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think currently is uh I just want to make sure that I don't uh I know I keep in touch with the industry, with, with what's happening, mm. with the pulse on, on what's happening. So that's why I'm still quite quite involved. Mm. So I think this is a good segue into another company that I'm currently uh, an advisor mm. for, which is outside of your Proficio and uh cradle type of companies and all that. It's is an IoT solution company. Okay. Right. So, uh, of course, I think nowadays the word IoT means different things to so many yeah. people, right? So, even a a, a watch you know or, a, you know, a smart fridge is called IoT and all yeah. that, right? Um, but th- this company is quite quite interesting. Uh, they focus very much in the, I would say, the industrial IoT. Okay. Right? That means really for the...
1: The big machinery and machines? No, 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 machines, So, or?
3: which is why I talk about agri-tech and all that, all right? So, right now, it's, it's all about... Uh, so there's a lot of focus, uh, a lot of requirements, a lot of customer interest in the agriculture space. Okay? So if we take a step back and look at how we look at IoT, you know, I think nowadays there's there's this new word being being thrown around where data is the new oil, mm. right? Mm. But the just like oil, it needs to be extracted some from somewhere, right? So the space we play in is essentially is like in the upstream of the oil industry. We are the ones that extract all the data out. Okay. So we put in a lot of sensors. Hmm. Right. Uh, so if it's agriculture, then we put sensors all around the farm. Right, right. Right.
1: So yeah. these are what well, temperature, humidity, this kind of yeah. stuff like Okay, yeah, Okay.
3: Things like that. I think it's not new per hmm. se. Um, but we are leveraging on uh, a a newer mode of connectivity. Right. So if you talk about IoT to a lot of companies or, or to a lot of people, they probably think about leveraging on uh, LTE or 4G, you know, mm. using SIM card and things like that, right? Yeah. And and I think those are definitely one of it. But IoT, there's actually a few standards in terms of connectivity. The the one that we are currently focusing on uh is this network called Sigfox. Okay. Have you heard about it? No. Uh, again, most people mm. wouldn't have heard about it. But essentially it is uh, a low-power frequency base. Okay. Okay. So, it doesn't write on the telco network. We don't have to work with Maxis or Cellcom, or whatever. It's a, it's a separate network by itself. It's operated locally by a company called Experanti. Okay. okay? Which is... It's actually they are, they are the connectivity connectivity provider. Mm. But uh, it is low-cost... Uh, Lower-cost, uh, low-power. Low low-power. Mm. Low which means the scenarios that are very relevant to this is... Uh, no power scenario wow. what i mean by no power yeah. is solar the the sensors are literally battery powered hmm. you again you put it in the middle of a farm you don't expect to find a plug point there right exactly uh, so this is where we can put sensors everywhere around the farm uh, and I'll, I'll probably share a few scenarios after that um and the sensors will last for about 2 to 3 years Mm, on know, a single battery, on a thing. single battery, mm. right, and that's where you can start to collect lots of data mm. back to it. You know, again, the the analogy with oil mm. extraction, right? Mm. Once you have all the oil down, you can start the processing and yeah. and, and yeah. you know do your analytics and and whatnot. Right? Mm. So so this is a company I'm I'm uh, spending a lot of time with right now, mm. uh, trying to figure out help them with their with their growth as well. Okay, yeah. And there are
1: already use cases for for are they are they provider of the IoT devices themselves or the analytics behind
3: it also? Okay, so it's it's actually the entire solution. Uh, so they don't build the sensors because the sensors are quite common nowadays. Right. Uh, in fact, we work with a lot of companies in Penang who who, who build the sensors. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then again, I, was, I thought you were going to say China somewhere. Ah, uh, China and of course that that as well. But hmm. from their experience, I think they actually say the the Penang guys have uh, much better quality. Right. Yeah. And okay, la, not and, and it's nearer as well. Yeah. Right? So they, they do that, then uh the connectivity and on the software side, they build the dashboard as well. Right. Mm. So cause another big challenge for uh, this IoT play is there are so many different standards, uh and there's not necessarily a proper way to extract and collate all the data. There's no dashboard. So they saw this as a big gap in the market as well. Mm. Okay. So so they are building that software stack as well. Uh, they call it the Satu dashboard. It stands for their company name, hmm. uh, unified dashboard, and uh, yeah. So so that's the space okay. that they play in. But essentially, what they do is they will go in, talk to the customer, understand what they need, and recommend what sensors to put, hmm. and then after that, deploy as and and uh, be able to present that in yeah. a meaningful way. And their APIs available if they then need to extract that to something else. Uh and then all the a i stuff the machine learning stuff will come in uh, that's a work in progress mm. uh, that will come in as well and it's mm. It's challenging though because every industry is very different yeah, yeah. right yeah. so right now we tend to focus a lot on agriculture so uh we've got we're talking to customers in uh pineapple in vegetable farms in uh durian farms mm. you know uh palm oil and,
1: and there's enough skill for Mm. the local farmers to go into IOT, you think?
3: There is, there is. Especially now, uh, I think agriculture in in most countries will receive a big boost because of COVID-19 and, uh, you know, there's this awareness now on food security and how important it is, right? So, that coupled with the fact food security, food safety, uh, and you need to increase yield, I think, that's where we see a lot of opportunities mm. so agriculture is just one of it right again i talk about where the, the the use case is more of a no power scenario so where so asset tracking is mm. also another very important thing right mm. so again we talk about it, this could be a farm or a manufacturing ground or you know or a airport right anywhere where you have a lot of assets all over the place or, mm. or your assets could be actually nationwide and you don't have visibility. Mm. Imagine you can put a a tank there, a small sensor there for three years. You don't have to worry about it, and you will know where they are, mm. right? And this network is almost like a GSM Correct. network across Malaysia. Yeah. So right? currently, oh. the the coverage we we cover the the Sigfox coverage is about eighty five percent of the population. Oh, Wow. Yeah. So we have yeah, and the good thing is to set up additional mm. base station.
1: So, but what's the usage for that network right now? You were saying that operator operates it, right? Uh, but who's using that network today?
3: Um, So, I think just like any other operator, it's, uh, it's a big investment for them hmm. to set this up. And now they are getting all the... Trying to get all the use case to happen. Ah, okay. Yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. It's like setting up a big Wi-Fi network, right? And then well, it's,
3: it's just like... Hmm. You know, if uh, a new telco wants to come up, yeah. right, it's the same thing. Right? Whatever bandwidth space. that they bought. The uh, right? But the good thing is this one, uh, you know, the cost of setting up the network is a lot lower. Like. Mm. And in saying that, yeah, it, I think it's easier for them to expand the coverage. Like. Uh, and, and again, I think the use case is quite different, right? Mm. So this would be very relevant for those where there's no power, uh, you know, but at the same time, you are on to track, right? Mm. So this will also apply to tracking uh, people as well. Again, mm. could be on a farm or on a, any any construction site. Because sometimes you 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 tell the the workers you are supposed to do this, focus on this area today, right? But you don't know actually whether they went there or not, yeah. right? Yeah. So at least now with with this, you have a bit of visibility, right? Yeah. Uh, insurance could be an interesting use case as well. Mm. Um, from a let's say from a logistics perspective, mm. you know, logistics insurance, uh, if you talk about covering insurance of uh high value items, I'm not talking about tracking the, the fleet of the car or, or the lorries and all that, nah? but imagine if you are a shipment of iPhone, for example, right? Mm. Or uh Mona Lisa is coming to Malaysia, mm. you know, I mean, somebody needs to insure it while it's here, right? Uh what if you could put a, Sensor a tracker, a tracker. Mm. right? On the Mona Lisa or on the shipment of, you know, I'm sure from your actuarial side they will they will decide that hey now that we have visibility the risk is lower I can lower my premium you know or I lower my risk and things like that could be a huge hmm. advantage for there. for insurance companies right hmm. yeah so this is where I'm I'm spending a bit of time uh, as well and to me this is exciting like because it is opening up new things for me to learn hmm. uh, new industries to. Hmm. To go deeper into as well.
1: Yeah, because this it's foundational, right? Yeah. And correct.
3: then what are all the different use
1: cases that yeah. you can build on top of that? Yeah. Nice. Wow.
3: Then um the, the other thing that I'm <clears throat> spending some time on is on my condo. So this okay. where this is where the prop tech comes in. Uh? Right. So so I'm the chairman of my condo. Right. Uh, and uh, it is it is a 20-year-old condo in in p j okay. uh, but from a location wise it's it's amazing right and there's no more land to build anything else mm. so so it's it's uh but, but it is about twenty years old, and uh, we are in the midst of uh, we we realize there's a lot of things we need to do to modernize it and bring it to to current living expectations right. Right? because whatever you built twenty years ago <laughs> it's not built for it's aged yeah, right? yeah. i'm yeah. I'm not talking just about the the, the, the physical, mm. you know, aging or things are falling apart or whatever. I think we do a pretty good job mm. in maintenance. But, you know, people's expectations have changed, mm. right? Now, they, they want more facilities. Right? Yeah, Something as basic as um, the way you design a condo or, or, or any large dwelling 20 years ago from a security perspective, would not meet a security standard of today. Of today. You know? Mm. So, for example, uh, and and again, this is something that we went through the last couple of years. I think about last year or the the year before, we actually decided to rebuild the main Mm. guardhouse. And something as simple as, you know, in the the past, you know, all your boom gates and all that, the way they are
0: positioned,
3: they don't necessarily cover all the corners. Right. You know, there are a lot of gaps, you know, people can walk through and mm. if the guards are not looking, yeah, yeah. people can come through and all that. Not saying that my my condo has a lot of security issues, like we don't, but then again we These we, are considerations we like knew right, we yeah. had to yeah. tighten up things mm. like that. So yeah. So even something like that, you know, we totally rebuild the guardhouse, house, look at all the security systems and, and mm. things like that. You know? But
1: where does the the prop tech angle coming?
3: Uh no so so hmm. actually this is my my uh appeal or you know an open invitation to any of the guys if you have anything interesting to ah. to propose to us um ah okay we okay. will be Let's very see. interested right, to right. look at and to be fair i think in the last uh, mm. we've got a bunch of very committed uh members la, you know uh, mm. mc members la you know right uh, and uh Actually for, for those of you who stay in a in a condo, please be very appreciative to your GMB or your MC members. Right? Your
1: voluntary members.
3: Because first of all, we are volunteers. We don't get paid. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't get allowances or, or anything like that, right? And we put in a lot of time to yeah. do this. I mean for my condo, at least we have a management meeting at least once a month. Mm. You know, it's always on a Saturday. We spend three to four hours just to mm. go through uh, all these things, right? Second thing, I think a lot of people assume uh, being an MC member is like on a board of director and you know you just come to the meeting and approve things and you don't have to do anything, right? Actually, mm. that's not the case because whatever projects or initiatives they want to take, there's always uh, an a MC member that takes the lead on it mm. because the management office is operational. They need to keep the lights on, yep. right? They They don't have the bandwidth to focus on New initiatives or modernization, modernization stuff and and things like that, mm. you know, or if you want them, if you if you want them to do that, then you're taking away the bandwidth from your operational stuff, la. Then things start falling apart. Then you also blame them, la. <laughs> you know. So so coming back to this, be appreciative, <coughs> and uh, thankfully we've got a very committed bunch in my condo. We've we've done quite a lot of things um, in the in the in the last two or three years, mm. you know, that thankfully part of it is timing as well, that that I think we've been, uh, even because of COVID, you know, uh, we've managed to benefit from that, even during COVID. So for example, two years ago, we decided to bring in parcel lockers. Oh, okay. In our condo. Ah. Right? I think back then, we were probably the year. first condo, the first yeah. residence, or one of the first few, uh, yeah. to bring in a, a parcel locker. Right. right?
1: Who was the operator uh, for that? box. Okay.
3: Yeah. Hmm. They're still around. Uh, I, I, to be to be honest, I think that's one of the one of the risks we take by partnering with a lot of these startup companies. Sometimes mm. you wonder whether they'll be around yeah, in yeah. the next few okay. years or not. Okay, right? so I think, uh, so parcel lockers, yeah, you talk about during the the MCO, right? Mm. Of course, we all know uh, e-commerce went through the roof. Same thing for us. You know, uh, the utilization of PopBox in our condo went up by three times mm. in that in that you know yeah, yeah, and I'm something sure. like parcel lockers actually makes a lot of sense nowadays why we why uh, you know we went into it was uh, obviously when there are deliveries uh, sometimes of course apart from the convenience if the resident is not at home now you have somewhere to store it mm. the other thing we look at it was it's more of a, a security risk as well mm. right because you have to let the courier guy go up yeah, you know and then when he's up there he's roaming free right then so that was actually one of the reasons why we we brought in a parcel locker, so that now you don't have to send it up; you can actually put it in the parcel locker. Mm. Right? So in hindsight, it was,
0: uh, right. Luckily, we right? had
3: we had that la, because yeah. now now we can do actual contactless delivery. Right, mm. you, you don't actually send to the. Resident, there. Just put it there. Yeah. Right? yeah, so that's one one part of it. Th- there's just so many things that we we have modernized. Um, we've we've put in LED lights. Mm. You know, uh, we are slowly moving all our. Uh, lighting to LED and you know we've saved about 10% of our electricity costs we save okay let, let me put that into perspective we mm. save about 40,000 ringgit a year mm. just by changing to LED lights yeah you know and we haven't even changed all yet because we yeah. are doing progressive yeah. if it fails then we change yeah. rather than uh you know and, one the, yeah, change and,
1: and, and the cost just keeps going
3: down right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right now we are okay not tech related but we have two tennis courts that uh, we have to redo because of the waterproofing. Our tennis courts are on top of the kapak, mm. right? And we are adding in um, a half-court basketball court on one of the tennis court, And then the other tennis court, it can also double up as a futsal court. Again, you know, times have changed, right? Now, uh, now futsal the is are... more...
1: More interesting. Actually, not uh, even kids. Just yeah. young adults.
3: Are just young you adults know, as yeah. well, right? So this is where we are part of modernizing. We're bringing in more mm. and more, uh, facilities mm. into it as well. We we will. We are also wiring up our whole compound. We are putting fiber. Mm. Um. St- and and the first thing we're going to roll out is more CCTVs. Again, you know, it wasn't designed uh this our condo right now wasn't this desi- 20 years ago yeah, you know didn't have such security risk now now people expect more cctvs everywhere mm yeah
1: yeah hence all the blind spots and all that, correct, that correct, old yeah. design would have lah right so yeah.
3: we are, we are putting in a lot of cctv we're going to be putting up digital notice boards mm. and things like that, you know so so dragging bringing our condo into the 21st, 21st century century yeah. la, you know so in in saying that, uh, you know, I think we are condo is uh, very open to adopting and trying new things. Cool. So if there's any interesting solutions out there, so for example, don't bring sp- over to yeah. Peter. We are we are spending about twenty percent. We spend about four hundred fifty thousand ringgit a year on security. Hmm. Security. Guards. I don't know whether
1: that's a lot or a little.
3: Yeah, but in in absolute dollars, it's a lot, right? Okay. You are spending hmm. four hundred fifty thousand ringgit a year hmm. on security guard security services. Yeah. Right. Uh we are spending I think about two hundred thousand on cleaning services. Hmm. Can all those things is there a way to automate or bring newer technology where we can lower down the cost? Yeah. You know, we'll be interested to look at said, yeah, maintenance and all that. And things right. like that. Yeah.
1: Cool, uh. Hey cool, man. Mm. It's one half hours. Oh man, time, time flies, flies right? it, does, yeah. it does. I want to I want to bring you back in next time. Yeah. Right, I think once things have settled down a little bit, it'll be interesting to see where your adventure continues. Hmm. Um, and also, you know, perhaps with some of the companies that you're mentoring, it'll be interesting to, to see where where uh, they get to, right?
3: Okay. So uh, MedCard is one of the companies I'm mentoring, which is why I... Oh, I'm are they? Oh, ah, ah. okay. Ah, well, they're, they're here, actually here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay lah. Anyway, thanks a lot for coming in. Okay. Um. All the best. Thank you. With the thing. Yeah, take your time to find a really good, the good one. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Because you know when you do it, you're gonna be another seven years in there <laughs> at least. So <laughs> yeah, it better, it better the, uh, be a good one. Man. Yeah. Man. Okay, Peter. Okay, man. Nice talk, man. Thanks. All right. bye. Uh, yeah. Sorry. What were you asking? Ah, so, so it was it. These these things are long on mm-hmm. purpose because one is I myself enjoy the long ones. Right. Right. Because then you can just have it playing in the background and then you're doing other things. Right. It's not like you want to focus. Mm. Um, but the other thing is, once I have this, this long form, um, I can then, when I have the time, start cutting it down. Yeah. Take the five minutes, you know, if there's topics which are... okay.
3: So currently, sense, right? it's pretty much unedited. La.
1: It, it is, is unedited. Unedited, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Except for some obvious blunders, la, but so far, no. Everything As goes is, in.
3: It is uh, quite a big effort to, to try to edit. Yeah. It's it a full-time
1: is. job. It is. It is. And that was one of the things that I didn't realize in the beginning, mm. right? It's always a good idea. Oh, cool. I just record yeah. it. And then, you know, and then... Unless you, after that, you assign client. someone to help you. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, But it's fun. So, it's But it is tedious, right? Yeah. Imagine if I record for about an hour, an hour and a half. You have to go through yeah, at least exactly. twice that, right? Yeah. To to edit, to cut, and all that. So, instead, all I do now is just do the front, do the back, <laughs> do the volume overall. Uh, Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. done. It's done.